We're going to do it a little different here. We're going to be digging deeper into the playoff teams, doing more of a season post-mortem on the non-playoff teams. We'll go rotation order. Steve Fezzik, if you haven't listened to the market report, we had some good stuff about Lamar Jackson. Maybe, maybe the Ravens are underrated, was what I postulated. And we talked about Survivor and the multiple million dollar conclusion. Fez was animated. I don't think, you know, he just won or, or placed in a season win total contest. Westgate right? season NFL. contest. Last year you got second. Yes. This year you got fifth. And this is all the wise guys. A lot of wise guys are fighting. What was the entry? $200. So not, a, not an expensive entry. And how many people were involved? I don't know. They didn't for they didn't publish it. But uh, I would well, guess. How like, do you know what prize you should get, Dan? They just they told me. They I, I, you got got feel, I got a feeling they had they put it. I, I think it's like three hundred, probably. So you four, you made twenty one. So you four times your money for getting fifth. Eleven times my money. Oh, two hundred to twenty one hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then there had to be a lot of people in it. Yes. I mean, wow. I think if if only the top people eleven times their money. If if the top five were all paid the same, which is absurd, they wouldn't mm-hmm. be. That would be at least 55 people in it, right? Yes. So, and then, then the those participants would be 60. Yeah, so I bet there was a couple hundred, 200, I'm getting. All I would have had to done is add the five guys' prize money. Yeah. And and multiply by so, 200, and but that I'm would sur- have been, I'm surprised yes. that you don't even know that if they were tra- or if they were um, raking it or not. Taking the, a percentage. The, I don't believe they're raking. I'm not 100% sure Well, sure you're getting soft. Back but, in the day, you would have known that. But I will tell you this. I'm confident I won fifth prize because I because I was I was alone in fifth, all right? And I won the tiebreaker, clearly, to get fifth by myself. And the tiebreaker, I think this is great game theory. You mm-hmm. could play over under, if I recall correctly, it was the Rams, okay? Mm-hmm. And you go ahead and, and, and— So force pick on—well, you were forced force pick, pick on— It was going to be the first tiebreaker. On, on how many games they won. Oh, so and I know I, score. And I know, like, not only did I play the Rams under 10.5, but I predicted them low, like 7, because like, like they, they talk about, like, the tails, you know, of, like, teams are going to do a lot worse than you expect. And it's like—and knowing I was competing against a lot of people, I might have said 8, but most people, when they go under 10.5 on the Rams, they'll predict 10 or 9. So I think I went 8 for the Rams, confident that no one else would pick a number— Lower than eight, so if the Rams stunk, I'd win all the tie breaks. And when you have those high variance teams, Rams being stars and scrubs was one of them. Uh, you can play alternative lines in the totals, yes, and start getting a payoff jumbo payoff as you start moving away from the number, and exactly. it becomes more difficult. Um, so you've proven yourself now an NFL expert for sure, two super contests, but now. Though not near the accomplishment, two back-to-back top fives amongst, you know, again, a wise, and again, these are going to be the grinder, duct tape, shoe-wise guys, a lot of these guys. Beating them is not easy. You've kind of thought about it and said, all right, for next year's football, not only are you going to really emphasize your your three stars and your two stars on season wins, and those are released starting as early as June. Exactly. If you get the, and the numbers get moved significantly. Mm-hmm. Through the betting, right? So now what you're going to do is have every game force 32 picks as part of this. And you'll release that when you feel confident, when it's appropriate. But before the season and enough time to bet, you're going to have 32 opinions on 32 teams over or under. No passing. No passing. No pass. And also... Obviously, the three stars and the two stars. Yes. You know what I'm going to do when we can report on it next week? Let's take a gander 
at what the, your season wins were at release time, the, the star rated, and what they closed at, and see what the closing line value was. I'm guessing it was pretty that's, good. That's a good call. We'll do that. Because yes. that will incentivize people, I think, to bet early, which is very important. Exactly. Especially with season wins. Sure. When we're sitting here the weekend before or the week before the season, we're all whining. Man, oh. how didn't we see Detroit? Oh, you know, it was like, it's, exactly. it's nonstop. I Philly. think we should try not to. Over yeah. nine. Yeah. Well, you were betting against Philly. Yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> but you had Miami, right? I think they both. But... Phil, Phil, and, and Miami lands on nine. Okay. You know? So it opened nine and closed higher. So another example of, you yeah. know. We don't want to talk about the Bears right now. Okay. This closes from the last pod, and it's going to take about 30 seconds. This is one of those kind of cross promotions, but it was just because we were ending the pod. So we talked about how many first downs you get because in that survivor, it was like a fourth and 20 type situation. How often does a 20 or more yard third or fourth down convert, right? And it ended up being the third and the fourth downs from 20 yards was, um, what was what was that percent? Oh, McKenzie had to go to the restroom. It, it was a very, what was that, 3%, I think. Yeah, six out of 166. Yes, yeah, six so. of 166. Then we said, okay, what about, because McKenzie goes, oh, I bet it's more 16, 17, 18, 19, which I think it's going to be. We researched it. This is this year only. 19 first downs out of 306. That was including three penalties. Got them first. That's 6.2%. So, Fez, your number was pretty much like 6.2. Seven. Yeah, it's yeah. seven. But that was... For the longer one. So it's mm-hmm. really not as uh, likely as even we think. Yeah, and we talk about like the Black Swan episode where it seems like every time a, a defense commits a stupid penalty, like a roughing the passer, I remember it vividly. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember all the times. And I just throw a screen pass and finally. Yeah. All right, so let's get straight to it. Good stuff. And kudos on another cash. Up over $1 million now in prize winnings. And still, it's hard to get him to buy lunch. You would think it'd be easy, but if he's got a comp, he's free. He 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 he's free with the comps. I I like that. I got a lot of comps accumulated. I bet so. Yes. All right. So, first game, we're going rotation order here, right? So let's see. So we'll go Saturday, Tennessee, Jacksonville. I think we'll okay. start with that. So, I'm going to pose the following. I know I'm a seller on the savior from Jacksonville, ah, Trevor Lawrence. He's played pretty well the second half of the year, post-London. Didn't play so well in this game. What do you think? I agree. Um, I, obviously, the numbers were poor. Jacksonville just barely over 200 yards. I This is a phony final. I could easily have seen Jacksonville losing this game outright. I think Tennessee, you can make a case, deserved to win by about a point. There was one play in particular that was most troubling with Lawrence, and I hate to just break it down to one play. They're running like when Aikman was screaming, you don't see a professional miss this pass? It was no. Okay. No, this was like a flea flicker, all right? So they're running like a reverse and the type of thing. And they got a lot of guys in motion and, and the timing's wrong and the wide receiver's too close to Lawrence. And so in a case like this, you see it a zillion times where Tom it's Tom Brady, he just spikes the ball forward into the ground, says, All right, you know, play's not gonna work, or what or throws it out of bounds. And Lawrence just kind of chucks it backwards. The player's like right next on top of him. Shocker, it's a fumble. They turn it over. It's just not the type of play a savvy. So lackadaisical. Lackadaisical. And you know what? I'll, I'll throw him under the bus because the, the word was always like he never watched NFL games on mm-hmm. Sunday. That's the sort of like having that acumen, having that history, mm-hmm. watching the – like you know in that situation you do not throw the ball, chuck the ball backwards awkwardly. That's just not a play that like, – like quarterbacks in that situation – 
the play's not going to work. They just get, they throw it forward out of, out of bounds. Yeah, I think get rid of it. I think there's something about not hustling. Because let's be honest, these NFL players are playing hard generally. Mm-hmm. I think there's something about if the ball comes squirting out that it doesn't look cool to go at. Because nine times out of 10 or 19 out of 20, it's not a fumble. It's not anything. And if you're running it and then you're running it back for a touchdown, you look, it, it makes you look kind it's of cool. It's a great point. How often do you see a ball that, oh, that could be a lateral. What the hell are they doing? Get on it. Yeah. Think about the Steelers in the Green Bay Super Bowl. Big Ben had a a play like that where it it got hit, no one was going for the ball, and it actually cost him a touchdown, ended up costing the game. But I think it it doesn't, it's the only rational reason the players don't hustle on those plays is it kind of seems nerdy. You know, even the immaculate reception after the huge hit, the defender's like, you know, just. Not even like looking over. It's not cool. Like look where that ball is flying, and maybe you know Franco might be catching it. Too soon after Franco died. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, good news with the the Bills receiving. Oh, completely. Or yes. safety. Yeah. And and by all accounts, you know he's heading towards a full recovery. Probably uh, never uh, play mo- again. Most but... important though is his health. Well, it's just it, it's just a feel good <laughs> story instead of a tragedy, and that's. Oh, did you laugh when I sent that tweet? Or when I sent you the the the, the uh, um, uh, what would you call that a text? Um, I'm trying. To... It was the one where on a blank. So when he when he when he woke up. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so after like, I'm, I'm, you know, life's so important. This is more important than football. And yeah, who cares great, about the, the game? game? Did he get canceled? Yeah, yeah. And, they, and 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 what did he tweet? What, what did well, he say? His first well, question. Apparently, apparently he was couldn't speak yet, but he wrote, and his first question was. Who won? Yeah, so maybe it's pretty important. Okay. <laughs> no, I guess it yeah. shows you the mentality yes. of those players. Yes, and, and it's pretty cool that he said. That I is. mean, you know, and obviously the more you find out, the more this seems like an elite guy. And and who knows, this could end up being where you never know. You know, there's a great line in NYPD Blue. You don't know what anything means until you see what you can make it mean. And he might end up being someone that changes a bunch of lives. Where as a, let's be honest, he was never going to be a pro bowler, it looked like. He was going to be probably a seven-year NFL player that would have made nice money, but he probably will do better for himself and for the world, maybe now. Yeah, and I mean, he, he might may- have the joy, he might miss the joy of the game, but I mean, what I'm saying is this could be, end up being something that helps people. Exactly. So yeah, that would be I nice. I agree with that. But yes. I, I'm glad it's okay to talk about the games again. Yes. Um, <laughs> so how did did you agree with my assessment on, on Jacksonville in general that they were vulnerable, well, could have lost? Let's look at the numbers. So fourth quarter win share, this was the third most unlikely outcome, meaning that Tennessee had a 45% chance to win the game, and they didn't, which is pretty darn high, mm-hmm. right? The only other ones, <laughs> Indianapolis and Houston, and uh, Carolina and New Orleans was actually... Uh, a little bit more against the team. It's <laughs> a fourth and 20. <laughs> Poor guy, two million, two million I mean, talk about it, yeah. So, yes, I agree, tight game. If you look at my projections on the game, and this is recalculating the stats in a way that kind of tells you what happened, 22-22. So I thought it was exactly a tie game. If we look at Kevin Cole, he says 1918 Jacksonville. 2017 is the pregame composite, 23-21. So every, all three of them had Jacksonville winning between one and three points. So the slightest of wins for Jacksonville. And for anyone who didn't watch the game, it was, oh, well, they were trailing, but Lawrence brought them back from the brink to the playoffs. Well, no, it was, don't throw it, Dobbs. Pick six, touchdown. It was the defense that won the game for Jacksonville down late. If you look at Jacksonville on the season, 
all right, and you say, all right, what's the different ways you can account for the season? One is the fourth quarter win share for the whole season. You just add it up, right? And in that one, let me see where we are with that. So looking at the season-long fourth quarter win share, this is pretty amazing if you look at it. Jacksonville for the season is 11th on the season. Now you might think, oh, that's pretty good, top 10 team. But Fez, I would make the case in the last, I don't know, post London, they had a terrible game against Detroit, and otherwise they've played pretty darn good. Defense has really played well. So the last three games, three points, three points, sixteen points. So and their that, defense was playing bad the whole yeah, year. Yeah, so, so that was this was a dead nut over team that has metamorphed. Their offense actually has gotten a little worse, and their defense is kicking butt. So the off, even though Trevor Lawrence is playing so well, the offense has gotten worse. I think a little bit worse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my thought is, this team's probably underrated. I mean, like. It, the wise guys loved them all early in the year. They had a, a series of games that culminated with the Philadelphia game. They were only plus six in Philly. Yeah. And that was a rain game. You know, they lost. And from there, they started dropping way off. And then, I mean, it was a, it was like we were making fun of you for liking Jackson. They were like three and eight, I think, at one point. Yeah, three and was, seven or three and eight. It, I think yeah. it was three and seven, yeah. yeah. And... And now, yeah, because they lost the Detroit game and they have eight losses now, so it would have had, yeah. So, how do you balance? Like, if Pittsburgh would have made the playoffs, they were surging, no doubt about it. How much do you look at the season stats? How much do you look at the stats on the win, on the good run? You know, the the stuff that I've read says momentum is is uh, fleeting, and it's not. And people the think, whole hot hand theory. Yeah, that that, yeah. That, that people like. Oh, I want the team that's that's peaking for the playoffs because everyone remembers the Green Bay mm-hmm. team that won the Super Bowl where they were only ten and six, but they were really playing well at the end. But the truth is that there's statistically or or, or in the past have, coming in on a winning streak is no better than coming in three and three. Here's why I think that's not correct, mm-hmm. and it's very subtle is I believe that if you had the true score on a game, so let's just say God came down and said, this is what the score should have been, all right, that that momentum would count there. I, I agree with this. If, so if there's been a fundamental shift making a team better recently, and that's why they've been winning. Well, that obviously is going to carry over. Like the Steelers, you know, um, having their O-line intact the whole year, having the rookie quarterback playing better, and having Watt back. I agree. Um, though Pittsburgh won some a lot of close games, so it could have they could have been almost as good and lost a lot more games. And the guy could have won the six million dollars. <laughs> so in Survivor. Now here's the thing too: we got to keep in mind whenever we talk about the effect of a certain phenomenon, there's two effects. One is objectively what happens on the field. How does it affect the field? The second effect is how does the field compare with the market? So the zigzag in the NBA playoffs which generally means you fade what happened the last game, Mm -hmm. works. It has a material effect on the outcome of the games. But the market has adjusted sufficiently, if not too much, and you can't make money on it. So here's a trend. McKenzie just popped up that actually kind of makes the case, oh, there is no momentum which is if you have teams on an eight-game or more winning streak entering the playoffs mm-hmm. in the NFL, they're 10-23 and 23 
And, well, I guess not just entering the playoffs because in theory they could have won a couple games in the playoffs, and then they uh, would. Yeah. yeah. But there. So imagine like New England when they were undefeated. Mm-hmm. They I think they lost the first two playoff games against the spread. That would have just kept going. So they would right. have won. But either way, if you have an eight or more game winning streak, it is uh, like we said, ten and twenty three. That's strong. Yeah, but the question is, what's the lines in those games versus what the line would have been? Because the the ATS margin is only two point eight points. And I think I think it's the point spread tax for the team that's mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Bengals certainly would qualify here, I think right? So. so so I see that. And I don't want any part of these Bengals. I think also it's human nature. If you're winning, 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 what do you do? Do the same thing, right? I mean, do what you've done mm-hmm. to get there while you become too predictable becomes easier to defend. And it seems like one thing I've seen this year in the NFL more than any other, and it's just going to be more, I think, you can't do the same thing. Exactly. I mean, it seems like there's that third or fourth game where if you can predict when is someone going to come up with something that can stop it, and then some coaches have their next move the next game, some don't. But these, it's usually Jags, uh, not the Jaguars, but Jags of uh, success. Usually there's a downturn for one game, and then if it's a good coach, it's back up again. Mm-hmm. And think about Belichick. Why are these teams with great coaches so great off a loss? It's because they figure out what the other team did to stop them, and they got a counter move for yes. it. All right. They keep making the same move. It's like a chess player. If you know what your opponent's opening is, well, then you get to choose You know what you're going you're gonna to knock them into. By adjusting to it, yes. Yeah, but Bobby Fischer would play what the dragon always in black, uh, the the he, dragon variation of the. He he would he would play he'd play the Sicilian, and, yeah. and then the dragon was one of the things he would play. But he would play the night orf more because he because the, the dragon was largely unsound, so you couldn't. Well, I think he played. That's it. I wonder everything was sound when Fisher plays it. I wonder. <laughs> right. Is there a database that tells you the the split? Let's stop the part. No, okay. If you got a second, Mackenzie, see. I, yeah, I think I've seen one of those. All right, let's so look at this. I would Best bet Nidorf over Dragon minus three hundred for Fisher games on Black. Ooh, well, t- Mackenzie, I, I don't want to decide. You know something? Oh God, you seem confident, and you're giving minus three hundred. Now, if I asked you, would you give me five hundred? You say yes. I know I'm screwed. That's the weird yeah, thing about. I, I don't. I don't know. Ah, all right. How's this sound? I'll bet ten dollars. It's a deal. To win three <laughs> hundred. No. Oh, okay. To win thirty. Okay. Uh, you know, so I'm betting a hundred. Hundred to win three. Sure. All right. Let's see three. Whatever. Whatever. Three is a lot. Obviously, Mackenzie, we're only looking at the black side. Fisher playing the black side. Yeah, I don't think you can play the Sicilian from the white side. Yeah. So, so I, Fisher facing the dragon doesn't count. Fisher facing gotcha. the night orf doesn't count. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The night orf, he says. N a j d o r f. Najdorf. Pronounced night orf. If you want to know more about Fez, <laughs> check out the last part. There was a long truthful recitation he was so chagrined at the way he was represented he wasn't willing to even do a twitter poll and we're so sure that you were wrong and the irony rj as a christmas gift gave me grandmaster preparation by um Polygievsky, who i gotta is, tell you something i bet i can't find that book for less than 250 dollars. i'll bring now. it back no no yeah. no 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 it's a great book and 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 so he's famed for the Polygievsky variation of the night orf so which is like a seven move deep variation of this very opening that he himself um is acclaimed to be the ex, the, the greatest expert on and i agree with that all right so 
before we lose any other listeners, but by the way, me telling you that, Hey, that book is, I can't find a good version of it cheap. Isn't me wanting it back. It's me saying that was a nice gift. Well, it's back to your generosity with me versus yes. me saying that, boy, you know, Lone House, Lone Star Steakhouse. Would have but been you know, you did give me that thousand dollar beyond counting. So that 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 compensates for a lot, a lot of chicken dinners, everybody. <laughs> All right, next game. So we got the Jacksonville. We think a little maybe underrated. Well, not but not not from this game. Maybe underrated, but until this yeah. game where they they under pressure they they choked. That's a good point. So you're saying choked under kind pressure. of a downward, maybe a downward um, move by a half point or so. Just Jacksonville in general in the playoffs because they've yet to prove. And and Trevor Lawrence hasn't histor- He won the one championship. Hasn't historically done great in the biggest games. That's exactly true. Let's do be aware that this game was Saturday. And the playoff game is on Saturday, so the poor Chargers not only have to travel across the country, but they got on short rest this week. Chargers, the, the, the playoff game, Jacksonville, Chargers is on Saturday also. Okay, but the Chargers played on Sunday, so short week. Now it's Saturday. They got to travel and short week. Okay. I, but Jacksonville was in a bad spot against Tennessee with 10 days of rest. That's in, right. In a, in a so they've gone from a very Dallas. they've gone from a very bad spot scheduling to a really good spot. In the but playoffs. we got to give exactly. them a little break on the results on this one yes. too, right? Yes. All right. So second game on Saturday, give it to us. Kansas City Raiders. KC wins thirty-one to thirteen. I don't think they should have won by as much as they did, but certainly worthy of a ten-point win. One thing I wanted to make you aware of. So I'm actually I was at Caesars on Saturday morning. And I've never seen getting your water for the week, getting my my freebies, right? And I've never been a, I've never seen so many Kansas City jerseys, logos, Mahomes, Kelsey. They're everywhere. All right. And so when I I think that the in the Death Star, I think it was like sixty percent Kansas City fans at least, a complete sea of red. So a home field advantage there for Kansas City noise-wise mm-hmm. at the Raiders Stadium. And we speculated Vegas was going to sell so many tickets to the casinos who would then comp them that it would be like, okay, there's uh, eight uh, different cities traveling to Vegas, yes. or I guess eight or nine in a given year, and it's going to be everyone in Kansas City who has money that likes Vegas is coming that weekend. Yes. Right? Everyone who has money in Pick Your City – or even fans that are saving up to go. You know, it can be moneyed people. It can be saved up. So this was going to be like the destination game of anywhere in the NFL, right? I mean, what would exactly. even be second for that? Where, where do people go to watch a game? You know, I mean, you might go to Washington because or the Chargers game because they're so e- it's so easy to get tickets. But it's not that you want to go necessarily to Washington. It's that you want to get tickets cheap if you're a Steeler fan or yeah, whatever. Miami, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You think people are going to Miami just to see a game? I mean, just Miami. Winter time, like, winter. Time, yeah, okay. okay. Right? People, hey, people go down to the Bahamas all the time from the um, for, from New York and you know in December, so they'll go to Miami. Swing by Boca Vista. See, oh, wait. all right. Now in this game, Kansas City dominated at the line of scrimmage, and they really have dominated at the line of scrimmage the entire season. We're going to get the stats here in a minute on that. But they scored sixteen, effectively sixteen points on line of scrimmage snaps, and the Raiders minus six points. They actually lost EPA mm. at the line, and it's EPA based expected points added. Also, turnover wise, about five points against the Raiders, 
Everything else was pretty even. Thus, you have your 18-point victory. Clean win. Yeah. yeah. Now, if we In look front at, of their home fans in Vegas uh, for Kansas City. If we look at the fourth quarter win share, it was 100 to nothing. That was easy. We say about 20 point. Everyone had it almost double digits. This yeah. was this was domination. Now, how did real quick to do a postmortem? How did Stidham look? Oh, not nearly as good. Not, but but was yeah. he still like a starter level? No, not even that. No. Okay, and uh huh. Look at this. I'm looking at uh, the non-qualifying quarterbacks. Brock Purdy, number two, number one, Jordan Love. Not many passes, you know. <laughs> Number three, Trubisky. Mm. Joshua Dobbs, number five. Wow, one, two. Okay, next game. I mean, let's go rotation order from there. You think that sounds good? Sounds good. Do you want to go Rams, Seahawks, then? Seahawks survive in advance, 19 to 16 win. Um, that was overtime? Yes, um, after their idiot kicker missed to win in regulation. This one, I thought Seattle should have won a regulation. I had Seattle um, winning cleanly by about five or six points in this game. But, 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 but the Rams did have the lead for most of the game, so maybe call it a three-point win for Seattle. Okay, so if we look at our recalculation scenario in which we recalculate the stats and convert it into effectively a score, we've got uh, – why is that game at the – oh, it's at the bottom for some reason in my list. Um, we had it be Seahawks by three. Oh, it's so. because it was the Sunday. Oh, no, 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 it wasn't the Sunday night game. Yeah, I don't know why it'd be on the bottom. I don't know. But Seahawks by three. That sounds like it's in line with you. was our recalculation. That was the final score, so. Yeah, and, and in line with you. And if we look at the other projections in the game, it looks like about the same. Let me take one more gander at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Cole has Seattle by two. Yeah, you know. Football outside. So is toss up with a slight edge of Seattle. Yeah. Does that make you discouraged about Seattle in the playoffs? Obviously a big underdog this weekend. A little bit. I mean, I think if we talk momentum. Yeah. I mean, they're playing the Rams with nothing to play for. You know, you're supposed to have a really big home field advantage, and the fact that you're struggling to win, that's not good. So like it's nothing. I went four and one in the super or we went four and one in the super contest. Good. Yeah, but it's like it felt like like this is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like the Rams. That was one of the picks. I mean, it, it was really, I think, a classic game where you had motivation. There's talk of McVay not even coming back, so it was kind of like maybe his last game. Yeah, why should he when he's got a bad team? He should only coach when he's got good yeah, teams. Yeah, I hear you. I agree with you. But I, that's why I think with Belichick, with Brady leaving, him, everyone says, does he want to go out like this? It's what? Being as good as almost any or as good as any coach by any objective measure now, but also having like borderline playoff teams with bad quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Who are, not many people can do that. Mm-hmm. And it, But no, we don't want to go out that way. It's like, well, that's why he's Belichick is he fights through this time. Yes. If he gets one, how sweet would one more Super Bowl be? Oh my goodness. I mean, yes. and if he coaches 10 more years, I mean, I think he coaches a 78-79. That's just I'm, 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 I'm going to say no. Well, I mean, it just is you're an actuary, so I'm not. I'm saying he doesn't I, look that healthy to me. Well, I actually think he looks. You know what's funny is he looks healthier now than he did five years ago. It does seem like he he's consci- more conscientious. Pete, Who knows? Pete Carroll looks like he could beat up Bernie Fratto, though. Well, that's true. Well, I don't know about that, but mm. still, all right. Looks like it. He couldn't. By the way, if you add up the non-turnover line of scrimmage numbers, so it's like this is every snap at the line of scrimmage EPA, and then we take out garbage time. Okay, and number one in the league, 16 points a game, Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Number two, Buffalo, 
Mm-hmm. Number th- this is just offense now. Number three, Philly. Number four, Cincy. Number five, San Fran. Number six, Detroit. Ooh. Yes. Win some bar bets on that. Number seven, Miami. Mm-hmm. And again, that shows you how good they are when they are full strength. Jacksonville next. Dallas, Seattle, Minnesota, Green Bay, Las Vegas, Chargers, Cleveland, Atlanta. Hmm. I mean, that is almost a power rating, right? It there. is. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You just plug a bunch of guys in on defense. I mean, right? isn't that amazing? I just wish there was more variation, like a couple of them. But Detroit, and look how they've done ATS. You almost feel like in the draft, like half the guys are offense and half are defense. You almost feel like, what are they doing? You should be taking more guys on offense. And you know why I agree with you even more? Here's the logic. They say defense, and statistically, it's not as sticky. So if you have a team, let's say, in a given year after eight weeks, if you look at the top 10 offenses Mm -hmm. and the top 10 defenses— in the next eight weeks, offenses will still be good. Mostly, the correlation's higher. Defense not near as much. I agree with that. So there's more randomness to it, and it's less important. I hear there's more randomness year to year that you expect good offenses stay good. Yeah, but yeah. A good, a, 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 but a team could have a bad defense and suddenly get good the next year, or yep. vice versa. Yep. I mean, remember Green Bay was a team that everyone had as a top five defense, even though last year they were slightly below average. But the thought was a couple additions. Well, it didn't turn out that way. Need the Smith brothers. <laughs> oh, they hate that. Well, the one in Minnesota hates yeah. them, I guess. All right, so not much else there. I think Seattle's – the momentum's the question. I think the momentum is not there for Seattle. The question is how much does it matter? I, I give credit, though. Pete Carroll won all the, all the nerds zero for this season, wouldn't we say? <laughs> yes. All right. Giants and Philly. Ugh. Ugh. All right, so let me be clear. I said this in the other part I'm going to say here. Line went up. We were wrong about the handicap. We took, you know, it, we, we thought wrong, it was a we free were, roll. We were wrong about the the Giants playing their starters. Yeah, yeah, they played hard. They covered. Now, what was interesting was if you actually think about um, the idea that we thought we had a free roll. It kind of shows, or almost a free roll. It kind of shows we did in that the line only went up a little bit. I mean, 14 to 16 isn't nothing. But what I'm saying is if the line should have been like eight. If Couldn't have were... gotten worse news. Hurts started. Philly played everybody. Giants, not only did they. They, they... went to the third string quarterback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And still, we cover. We bought some of it back. but And Fez did a good job getting, you know, getting that off quick. But the reality is. If you the line considering Hertz's situation would would have been what eight eight and a half if they both were playing hard yeah so if you can have something that's fourteen to eight and a half or fourteen to sixteen if it goes against you and we felt like there was a real chance that's that's just good betting and though in the we we won even though it didn't go the way we thought yeah and I as far as adjustments to my numbers I want to be real cautious because there's some so much junky stuff going on this game but I certainly am going to upgrade the Giants because. You lose by six against you know the, the best team in the NFC um, with your backups. I gotta I gotta upgrade you a point for that. Philly picked up six points in kicking, just mm. kicking for um, scoring. You know, so field mm. goals and extra points. Wow, that's amazing. How can you pick up that many points? They must have McKenzie. Let's see. Uh, Take a gander. Yeah. All right, we'll have McKenzie jump in when he has it. Take your time. All right, next game, Jets, ugh, Miami. Jets faded like a tank. <laughs> Miami with a quarterback situation. Who knows 
What do you think? What do you think? And let's talk just a minute about the line and what the expectations are of Tua. Yeah. So let me let me a whole lot going on with this game. So oh, okay. So for, yeah. First off, the Miami Open minus three. Mm-hmm. Game went down to pick them. All right. When it was clear Tua and Bridgewater weren't going to play, but then the Jets weren't playing their quarterbacks either, and so it turns out Flacco's going to play, and so the line goes back to Dolphins minus three because now neither team has a quarterback. But but, but Flacco, this made no sense. White to Flacco is three points. Yeah, people feel he's completely done. So, except he played fine. He played just fine earlier this year. Rel- yeah. relative to to Mike White, I mean, it's not like there's any major difference. The, the perception is that there is. A big well, difference. but that's something that's something to take advantage of, isn't it? Well, the fact that Flacco did play indeed horrendous. Scott made an interesting point. He said, "What does it say to the rest of the team that Flacco's coming in versus a guy that could, could be a starter later down the road?" It says we don't care about this game. Right. That's was Scott's impression. So more than the quarterback being worse, the team didn't care about the game was being signaled. Yeah, but I still don't think the players care about that because it's not just the team. Maybe they care a little bit, but it's not just the team grading their tape. Every other team in the league is grading their tape. How many players stay on one team their whole career? Very few. Right? So, but continue. So, the game on the scoreboard is played evenly. Miami actually dominates the game statistically, but mm-hmm. they but both offenses are sucking. It's tied. Miami kicks a game-winning field goal. And then the Jets, on the very last play of the game, go with what people are calling now the pitchy, pitchy Mm woo-woo, which um, laterals until you get back in your end zone, and then the other team gets a touchdown or a safety. In this case, it was a safety. Final score, 11-6, which got it closer to what the final score should have been. Dolphins should have won this game probably by seven points. All right, it's interesting. We got the Dolphins winning by eight points. (laughs) We got them winning, uh, let's see here, 23 to 15. So we thought there should be a little more scoring. And if you look at Kevin Cole and those guys, let's see what we got here. Kevin Cole has Dolphins by two. We got him by six in the EPA model by five football outsiders. So sounds like we're pretty much in line. Maybe our scores are a little less. I don't know. I guess it's kind of split. Dolphins. I, I disagree do- with the over. There was no offense in this game. I don't see how they were going to get. All right, well, let's points. take let's take a candor at it. I like yeah. I like when we disagree. We'll take a minute here and go through it. Okay, so we had um, yardage wise, three hundred fourteen versus one eighty seven. Okay, so not a lot of yard, but we had just fifteen points. So, okay, yards per play wise though, it effectively ended up being Dolphins. Uh, we convert this to yards. We have 363 versus 261. So Dolphins, uh, huh? So 9.1 points versus 6.5. I guess I'm trying to gauge this on average. I, I don't see how the, the Jets only got three and a half yards per play. I don't see how the Jets could get 15 points. They got nothing All right, offensively. So, what, so that's interesting. How would you convert yards per play f- to um, points? Well, league average is 5.4. All right, 5.4 is league average. And league average scoring is about, what, 21 points? Yes. All right. So if you get 3.5, it's not just pro rata. It's worse than pro rata. I'd, I would take pro rata, and then I'd shave off a couple points. I, but when you say pro rata, you're so saying— So i take 3.5 divided yeah. by 5.4. Well, but yeah, you certainly would do that if, if, to, Times to make your point. Well, no, but it, I mean, it makes— it, well, it, But if we just do it minus 21— and, and just do it pro rata then. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying let's just do that as a, a gauge sure. to start with. Um, let's see here. I have to do 3.5 on top. Also known as the numerator, I think. 5.4 denominator. Okay. And somehow it says zero. That, I don't think that's right, Fez. 3.5 divided by 5.4 equals. Okay. So 64%. Times the 21. Times the 21. 
is 13.6. And we said for, uh, we effectively said 14. Doesn't mean that's right. And I, I'm not saying that's the way to do it, but. Um, What's the first step? And then yeah. you might, like I said, I would tweak it. I would tweak it downward or upward because so, I think it's leveraged. So Mackenzie, if I recall right, what, what's our conversion number on that? Is it 76? What is it? 76 yards per 10th of a yard? Uh, so, you, take the yards per play difference, multiply by 74 to convert it to yards. 74. Yeah, but we were... We, and then divided by 40. But to get the yards, yeah, to get the yards by itself with the points would just be the 74. So what we do, Fez, is we look at the yards per play and give it uh, effectively... Huh, that's interesting. Okay, we're going to have to look at that. Um, let's edit this all out. Hey, I like that you're asking. Mm -hmm. Let's take a minute and get this one straight. So what I'm doing right now, oh, we're taking the net margin. You're right. It is. It, that's one we're doing the margin on, even though, no, I don't think I am. Maybe that's a flaw in the system. Now, all I'm doing is doing the one side of it. I'm saying how many, but that would be something that would have an astronomical number of points which it did okay that's interesting maybe that's why it's so high here so the what we were doing was this when we used to have so what did the other team have uh 302 yards i show you what was the yards per play 4.7 all right so 4.7 versus 3.5 yes right, so what we would do there typically is subtract to get the delta 1.2 sure multiply that times 74 yards right all right so 1.2 times 74 that's what the math says we think Times 74 plays and no, no, no. 74. 74 yards is what we, we do. We don't even count the number of okay. plays. Right. So that's an interesting point that we maybe we should. Um, well, no, because I think that's built in. The pace is, yeah. Okay. That's, that's another interesting point. So that gets 88.8. .8, um, and then what we do is divide it by 40 to tell you how many points. And that says they should have won the game by 2.2 .2 points. So... Does that make sense to you? Seems light, you know. If I'm if I'm out gaining some by a yard per play, don't, uh -huh. I'm only going to win by two. That oh, seems you, light. I'm sorry. You know something? If I got to multiply that times three, okay. Oh, it's six six yeah. But yeah, so about a t so a touchdown. Yeah, that okay. that seems right. All right. So what we'll do when we get a chance right after Super Bowl, we're gonna want to just sanity test some of this stuff yeah. with you because mm -hmm. I mean, you know how it is when you look at the same thing. Sometimes you. You're not something's not obvious. Yeah, I right? think a yard per play is like a touchdown win. Okay, okay, and six, a six point win would make. Yeah, so Mackenzie, I think I got a flaw in mine because I'm I'm using the same seventy four and I'm just using one side of it. I see. Is that what you're doing in yours? We're doing seventy four on both sides. Okay, but when it comes to the points generated by the team, it's it's going to have give a jumbo number then, right? On each side. For that portion of the yeah of the, yeah it's it's the biggest portion of, so of what it. I'm saying is too big. Okay, I Makes think sense. you know something. <laughs> I think you're right, Fez. There's one thing here with the YPP that we probably are overestimating scoring on, and again, that's why we just moved from the the margin of the games to try to get scores for totals. Mm -hmm. Work in progress. The margin is the same though as we've always done it, so we feel good about that. So I'll just say I'll do it like this. Oh, we spent too much time on this Jets game. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, Green Bay, Detroit. That was the big rotation order here. Sunday night game. 67% win share fourth quarter for Detroit. They should have won. They did win. Projected-wise, in the stats, they should have won by 11. Wow. And the less than that with Kevin Cole and the boys. But 
between four and six points. What did you think? Yeah, clean win by Detroit. I agree with the four to six points. You know, one thing I really liked about what Dan Campbell did, and it's always easy because they remember they got he was aggressive in his play calling. Hugely so. So it, what do you see? Whenever a team's up four late in the game, they find ways to let the other team win. So they get the fourth down and short. and they tr- A few minutes left. Try out the field goal unit, right? Nope. We're going to go for it. They get the first down. Tick. Run out the clock. And then they get like, at, at one point they have like a third down and long and they throw a short pass and then they do a hook and lateral type Ooh. of play, which no one would ever do. Ahead by four at the end of the game. So ultimately, play calling like that, they're rewarded and they run out the clock. Really nice job with the four minute offense for Detroit. Now, there was uh, Dan Campbell's getting a lot of love right now. Mm-hmm. Put a little theme music below it, see if you can recognize it. He had a play where he, didn't, he did not accept a penalty that helped the clock and the number of downs. You want to explain what happened there? Yeah. So again, Detroit's running out the clock and they have a second and one. And so the really, really savvy teams on defense have realized just jump offside, all right? Because it's so easy to pick up the first down. The first game will be over if you get so, a first so it's down. So one, it's one less play, the theory. Is, but by doing that, you're acknowledging they're going to get the first, but you don't want to stop them on second, run a bunch of clock. So by jumping offside, it seems like you stop the clock right away and you get the new set of downs. You get faster, yeah, because you're, 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 you're like, oh, I, they're going to get the first down on second or third down. Now another minute 20 is going to burn yeah. off and I'm screwed. So we'll just give them the first down. So Green Bay jumps offsides and then Detroit promptly uh, says, we don't want the penalty, mm-hmm. you know? So we're going we're gonna to go ahead and, and run the play and get our 40 seconds and then they run the next play and get the first down. Yes. And Campbell's someone who's, by all accounts, a smart guy. Cam's off meat heady. You know, from the bite in the knees. When you say by all accounts, I don't know. I like, like by all the sharp accounts, I didn't know he was heady. Well, I thought I, I, that well, that. First of all, no one. He, he he was he was Sean Payton's right hand man for like seven years. Yeah, yeah. I I mean but, I I think I think that the, the with the biting kneecaps thing, I think that uh, yeah, a lot of people like aren't they, they didn't realize that. But this was this was strong because Green Bay faked it nicely. It made they, the kid really look like he jumped offside, mm-hmm. not on purpose. No, but. I would say this, the wise guys are great at looking at information and assessing what the truth is, but it's not near as good of, of having inside information all while working with the people. So I think the reputation in the NFL has been he's a smart guy. Yes. I think on, from the outside looking in, even with smart sharps looking at it, I think there was some misperception. Yes, I agree with that. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers, I mean, obviously there's speculation about him not wanting to give up his jersey and, mm. you know, last game. Eh, I don't know if I care. How was Green Bay any better? Like, do you think Detroit was the? I mean, they were motivated. I mean, TV games. I think Detroit's going to get more love because of their win here in the offseason. The momentum is going to be massive. Do you agree with that? Yes, and in fact, the post game interviews. I rarely watch post game interviews, but I watched them, and it was interesting how when they interviewed Dan Campbell, the announcer was like, "Well, obviously, you know, you're going to be one of the favorites to make to, to actually make the playoffs next year." And Dan Campbell's like, "Oh, absolutely, we're going to take that next step, and we're going to be going, you know, to, to the playoffs." And it's like it's already, you know, quote like it's a foregone conclusion that this team's going to continue to improve. Okay, we'll see. You don't. Think, I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion, but the trend line seems good, doesn't it? Whenever I see a team lined at six and a half wins that wins nine games, I immediately expect them to fall backwards. Okay, but I would say this: Wouldn't you say the stats back it up? I oh, mean, sure. If sure. anything, I think the surprising part was they lost the games early. That if if you replayed this season, not saying right now with all the maturity that's been gained, but go back in time, mm-hmm. 
I, I would bet over. I mean, what games did they get lucky in? Yeah, and, and you could. You're, it's a good point. You could argue they got unlucky when St. Brown Swift got injured. They lost a lot of their offensive guys like week six that yeah. compromised them, right? I mean, and then they lost a bunch of games by three yeah. or four points. The, the Philly one was a little deceiving. The, the Lions game, in, they should never have the Lions game. They're Detroit dummy. Um, the game in Minnesota should never have lost that game. So you know what tells me I'm right about this? Fourth quarter win share yeah. in aggregate. So Detroit with wins right now is ranked where? Like fifth, like thirteenth or fourteenth, right? They won nine games, yeah. Yeah, so that'd be thirteen or fourteen. Right. Um they're tenth in aggregate fourth quarter win yeah. share. So, you know, a little bit better. So it's absolutely legit, yeah. Yeah, and um yeah. Okay. That's a playoff team. I, I think it is. Yeah. I think Pitts I mean, here's the question. Would if you were the number two seed, would you rather play Detroit? Or Seattle? Oh, I want I want to play Seattle. I want I, I'm going to pay pound, for Seattle's I flight. Pound Seattle. I, I, I'm going to pay for their flight. That, do I want to play at pay. Seattle or do I want to host Detroit? Is a good question. That's, you know, which is implying like five points of difference. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you want to play Miami or do you want to play Pittsburgh? I want to play Pittsburgh, but that's only, what? But no, that's only if two is going to play. Well, but he's not going to play. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it has been. Or at least that seems to be <laughs> yes. speculation. Yes. All right. Next game. Uh, Cleveland Pittsburgh. So speaking of Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh wins by fourteen. The 29th best team. Legitimate. <laughs> le- uh, a fine effort. Pittsburgh <laughs> deserved to win. They didn't deserve to win by fourteen. Let them win by five. Sure. Okay. If we look at the numbers here, Fez again, bad mouth in Pittsburgh. There you go. Are you ever going to say anything that is more positive to Pittsburgh? You said they were tenth last week. Maybe that was too positive. Where do you got them now? Yes. Because you got to upgrade them here. Like I've a got point. them ninth. Ninth best team. Yep. You've got to upgrade them a point I, here. I upgraded them just a half a point because they, I had a close That game. offense, though. That offense looked good. I mean, yeah. the one thing they don't, don't have really this season they had in this game. What about Cleveland? As, I mean, the D.C.'s been fired. Mm-hmm. Stefanski won coach of the year last year. Now he's fighting for his job, right? But here's the funny thing. Pittsburgh's won more games of them the last two years. Think about it. Cleveland's been this team that everyone thought was going to be great, and they won more games than them last year. More games, and now they got a built-in excuse. Oh, Watson will have a year. You know, we'll be better next year. Well, we'll see. Uh, Win total-wise, they probably were in aggregate the last two years like three games over Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know the win total on the Browns was so funky all over the place because it was it was it was nine. The lowest was like nine, right? It it was ten. Yeah, and then it was. Eight and then it was nine. Yes. Yeah, so, all, we so, didn't know how many. If, if we didn't know if Watson was going to play at all. Yes, well, under all of them, and yeah. Watson under. Yes. Now at this point, how do you rate Watson coming into next year? Like, do you oh, think in the next year? Yeah, I mean, do you think that that this is how? Maybe I would say I've this got way. him twentieth, and I'll raise him up to like fifteenth. So this guy who was a top five quarterback his last full season, mm-hmm. not even debatable. Yep, and that was a monster year for quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers' first MVP. Tom Brady played great. That was um, Josh Allen's emergence. All right, I'm going to make him 11th. You're right. No, no, I'm making the point that he was so bad. This and now we're five games in or whatever. And you've got to wonder has he lost it? Yeah, it's still only five games, and he was gone for 600 days. You know, it's like. That's the question, yeah, though, isn't it? it is. Because what's the difference between the 16th and the 6th best quarterback? It's not that. It's Point it's, and a half. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, even on the field, it's a little bit here and a little bit there. It's, like one, under, it's one underthrown pass to an, on, a, on an open post pattern. 
That's basically that might get intercepted or knocked away instead of being a 40-yard game. Peyton Manning, remember, the year before he was toast, he had a hell of a year. The year before that was one of the best seasons in NFL oh, yeah, history. Those, both those Denver years were just incredible. Exactly. MVP, yep. So, well, he was in Denver more than the two years, but the two years prior, yeah, no doubt. Um, well, he probably played better in aggregate if you don't count the last year in Denver than he did I in Indianapolis. He was only in three years, was it more? Oh, you're saying three years. So you're saying yeah, that two great years in one, like, like he was had, it three or four, Mackenzie? Can you check? Yeah, it was. And by the way, uh, we got this from Mackenzie. Philly's EPA on kicking was so good. They made five out of five field goals, and the expectation would have been three mm-hmm. or so. And they made one out of one extra point. So they were perfect, Faz. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. It was four years in Denver for oh, Peyton okay. Manning. All right. But, yeah. How, what was his QBR? Like, what was his – give me just one overview of his stats each of the – QBR maybe. Yeah, his QBR was 80 his first year, 79 his second year in Denver, 73 his third year, then 44. But he so, won a Super Bowl. I mean, but 70 – where did 73 rank? That year. Because, like, what was it? Oh, I, yeah. I thought he said second. I'm like, that? But it shows you, like, literally one, he lost a little something. Dunzo. So, Watson, are we sure he didn't lose a little yeah. something on the massage table? Or maybe the lack of massages now? It was fourth that year. Ooh. So, you hear that? The year before, he was so bad that it was laughable that he won. He was the fourth best quarterback in the NFL by QBR. Pretty amazing. It is. Next game. Uh, Houston, Indianapolis. Houston. We talked about this in the last part. The fourth and 20, but extensively. Uh, this game was, the Colts should have won by two. And that would have been nice for the guy in Circa Millions because he would have won $2 million. Yeah. But the Colts didn't. But they lost by one. And now he's got to like think about the rest of his life. This was the biggest upset by fourth quarter win share. We had Indianapolis with a 73% chance to win based on the plays of the fourth or the situation in the fourth quarter. Let's just look at one thing we didn't look at originally, which is where did the dominance come from? Or not the dominance, but where did the offense come from? Now check this out. Each of the teams scored about 10 points from line of scrimmage, which is pretty good, right? Hmm? Eight and six ranked this week of 32 teams. They gave up <laughs> Indianapolis lost 19 points on turnovers. Houston lost 14, number 32 and number 28. These were bad teams for a reason. Well, what a game. I think these games are exciting. You know, if this had been a Kansas City-Buffalo game, it would be the game of the year. <laughs> it's like, if, at what, what was the low, Mackenzie, find me the low point for Houston. What do you think the lowest point was on chance to win the game? Were they less than 5%? At what point would never, you say? Never that low. They're down Well, seven. remember, the 4th and 20s less no, than 5%. No, no, yeah, you're right. That, but that is that is indeed the low point. You okay, that play. And, and, and so not only do they have a 6% chance of making it, if even if they make it, then they're less than 50% chance to win the game. So it's got to be 2.6%. Look at that. Right before the play that sent him over the t- – pause that when it comes back. So we're watching it get, get painted as time passes here. And uh, – so in this one, Houston's actually right yeah, 75%. Yeah. And about then, 10. then it goes down to almost zero. And then it get, <laughs> you know it's amazing. We were <laughs> you got, I actually have I'm fond for McK- of McKenzie. That's pretty a cool much. Graph, yeah. yeah. But did you see where we're waiting for the very and end? It just keeps resetting. And he like, was trying and he was trying to make it bigger for us and he made it smaller, so we missed the end again. <laughs> I want it to be two point two point six. Well, that's right. 
He did it again. How? I'm trying to pause it. I don't know how you pause it. I don't think you can. All right, that's fine. But you, it's paused there effectively, right? But you know, there's the one at ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many times you would have kept hitting it, and it kept. It would have been like ten or twelve. <laughs> Oh, you know, speaking of jackpots, I'd be remiss to, not to mention the MGM Pygal jackpot of $6 million has been hit. So, $6 million. Pygal. I've never played Pygal. If you get, there's Is that seven, an Asian game? It, it's, yes. And if you get, seven, you get seven cards, if you get a straight flush with the seven, it paid, I believe I'm, I'm describing this correctly, it, 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 it's a progressive jackpot. It starts at maybe 100000 It got up to $6 million. I know people that were pros that were playing Pygow 24-7 because of the overlay. Now, did um, how often does that typically hit? I think it, it was like literally like over a year. That it was oh, I, I, and well, normally maybe it hits every two months. I don't know how. It, did you ever get caught up in like any of the mega bucks when it went super high? I never did, but I know that like I've been told that I'm too I'm, I'm not I'm too lazy when I'm walking through. I should pay attention to the progressive jackpots on the video poker. I agree spot with that. the ones that like maybe it starts at four thousand, suddenly it's at, at, at like nine thousand for a run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember when I did a little. I'm not an advantage player in casino play at all, though I'm always interested in that generally. But I remember in the quarter machines that were like a buck twenty-five when you did five play. That it was twelve. If the progressives got up to twelve hundred, it became positive EV. So you know, based on the payouts and everything. My, my friends tell me I'm lazy because I'm like you're you're walking through to pick up your sheets anyways. Why not just glance at what the at what they are? I agree, but I would say this: I got the mega bucks thing is 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 was a disaster for me. Mm. So I've been in Vegas since '98. That's twenty four years. All right, and. The first year I was here, Mega Bucks was up over twelve million dollars, uh-huh. and at the time it was the record. So I started thinking, and I found out, you know, did a little work, and it's like this is positive EV. Yes. All right. So in the entire time I've been in Vegas, I've put maybe this is going to sound kind of nitty, but it's not. I don't think I've probably lost about a thousand bucks in anything but poker, and. Uh, sports batting, right? But I lost like 850 of it in like a two-week period playing Mega Bucks my first year here. Sure. And then it finally dawned on me, wait, it is positive if I hit this like lottery type. You're not going to win. You're not going to live long enough. To but otherwise, it. I'm losing at a faster pace than any other machine would. Well, that's that's the even playing normal video poker. That's the problem that you've got like like with promos and drawings and stuff. You're like, oh, I, I'm plus EV, and I play for six hours. I'm like, yeah, but you're not supposed to hit a royal, so you're favored to lose, even though you're like a plus one and a half percent EV overall. Because if you don't hit a royal, it's like minus three percent. On you, top of that, what do you think about the discipline of 24 years in Vegas and and effectively, you know, being in the casinos all the time, putting after that, mm-hmm. like, I had one time that I, and this was a thrill. We were at the Venetian, a friend of mine. And he just wanted to bet big in the $100 slots. Oh, my gosh, yes. And I said, you know something? I gave him 1000 I said, so it was going to be 300 a spin. Uh-huh. Right? So I think we were going 100 and a half each. And I tell you, when it's going and you think yeah. if you get, like, even a moderate payout, it's going to be, like, 3000 bucks right? or whatever. It was a rush. 
I, I know when I play five dollar video poker, you know, with, with so five, friends, so it's twenty five for yeah. Okay, yeah. I okay. mean that that's enough to ca- capture my interest. Now, I mean, it's, it's real easy to lose three thousand in a session now, playing wh- that. What is the scenario you'd play that? I used to do qualify for my diamond card playing video poker. They what they uh, call diamond in the so day. You, so, so you figured your EV wasn't so bad, and and you were going to get more out of that stand. Yeah, it was a nine six jacks are better ninety nine point six percent. Should lose like five hundred dollars to get the diamond for the year. Was what the way the and you weren't in the sports betting didn't count to it at the time. Yeah, there was no app back then. Sports betting, no no credit for sports betting. Yeah, I mean, listen. Once Fezzik was described for Matty Holt as like wrestling a barrel of snakes, mm. you can see where you've you've extracted. I mean, we, you saw Contact right with Jodie Foster. Oh sure, great you, movie. Remember where the, the guy, the sign, or the the guy who is the like the master behind the scenes is up in space in the Russian space station at the end, and he's got cancer, and he's talking to Jody. And he says, oh, well, yeah. I'll, "I'll soon be departing this world." He goes, "That I've taken so much from." <laughs> it's like when you when it's time to leave Vegas for the last. Last time, you know, well, the, fi- the, the final trip. <laughs> I get a $10 food comp from from Caesars, mm-hmm. and I literally have identified the $9.99 oh, we, items we on the menu. Right here. So I found so, so Giada's, Giada's has like their, their hangover soup and their steel cut oatmeal, $9.99. Excellent oh choices. I, but but if I bet you a hundred bucks on something to win three, you don't care. That that is a gambler. Yes. That reminds me of an old friend of mine back when I was in Ohio. He goes, you know, we were betting you could win four or five hundred or lose four or five hundred playing cards. So it was a, not a huge game, but you know, it was for me at the time. And if one of us got cold, there was you know eight. Yeah. It, people got mad. You know, these are mean people. And um, at one point, he goes, you know what's sick? A friend of mine, Mike was his name. He goes. What's sick is I'll walk for a mile and a half to get 30 cents off of grapes. <laughs> because I'm just losing, you know. I'm trying to think of the, the, the cheapest thing I've ever done, you know, to just say, you know, right up there is grabbing my, my freebie drinks. You know, that really, that's up but you, there. It's not even the money. You just love to get over. Yes. Now, do, I, you, I love cutting the line. I, I like, and every now and then, special. Every, every now and then, some, sir, there's a line, and I'll just, I'll just I'll show them the just card. Flash the, and then I, I don't even speak. I, sh- I flash the card, and I point seven stars only. Priority. You know what's funny? You sound like Sipowitz when he used to flash his badge yeah. to get in places, but somehow that made more sense. <laughs> oh, man. Now, do you, last question. Do you ever think about, last question on this side topic, do you ever think about like being 75? You know, 20 years from now, and like how it's going to be in Vegas. Do you think I'll only play like low volume? You know, like how how much time have you spent contemplating it? You know, it's like that uh, zero. It's like that. Oh, really? It's like that's like na 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 na. Live for today. <laughs> you but know, that's how you think. That's okay. how I think. I I am I am a, like maximize how I'm doing this year. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, be- but I always I like poker. I could see playing a lot more relaxing and just sitting back and playing poker and making money and less sports betting. Actually. I got to tell you this: if anyone is a, especially if you're single or if, if you know the kids are out of the house and the wife wants to move, I think retiring in Vegas is. I don't even think it was a. Comp- I don't know what Boca Vista is like or whatever. But let's forget that. I can't imagine another place. Like, if you're middle class and they wake up, you go to the, get your free coffee at one place, you get the drawing, you can live high on the hog very cheap. It, it, just as an example, like, you, you have matching status all over the place. So once you have one seven-star card, like, Palms makes you a diamond. Oh. MGM makes you, like, 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 like their, whatever their diamond is. So, like, I walk into, like, I'm, I was, like, a little hungry. I walk into the Palms. 
And I'm like, I just go in the VIP. You know, flash, they know me by now. I help myself to their spread, free coffee, you know, free salad, have a couple donuts, you know. like No, no wonder COVID was something you were so mad at. I mean, it's just it, it, it's just it, like going to any gym you want to go and work out in. It's, it, it's awesome. Would you say that the casinos are at 100%, like the busyness and everything? I have never seen a busier Christmas season busier than ever to the point where wall-to-wall, they can't handle the demand that hour-long waits to, to, to check everyone in. Yeah, 100% capacity. San Francisco, Arizona, by 25. This San Francisco team, what do you think? Yeah, um, well, phony final. But you know what? Every 25 yeah, point yeah. is a fun. It takes, it takes some funny bounces. To, to put this in perspective, so DraftKings has a line, what is going to be the biggest margin of victory? By any team over the course of a week. You mm-hmm. want, want, want to gather, gather, guess what it was? Well, I'm thinking 25 was higher than 20, which was the Washington win. So, yes. 25 and a half. So, oh. it, went, it went, actually went oh, under. Oh, I thought one, you meant which team it was. Okay. This one missed by, oh, wow. this okay. one missed by half. So, um, what was a normal week? Uh, that's a typical week. That they, you would think there's higher variance. I, you know, I, I bet each and every week, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there, I bet over 25 and a half, and I well, bet the highest scoring team over 37 and a half because the tail, they always underestimate the tails. Okay. It usually, usually, it wins more often than not that there's a, a big blowout or, or someone gets, there was a week Denver, um, um, the Rams scored 51 on Denver, by example. You Those know games something? happen. What I can do is, this is interesting. So you're saying, the highest number over under is 25 and a half typically? I usually see 25 and a half for margin of victory, 37 and a half for highest scoring. Okay, team. now here's the question. I'm going to do some real interesting research between now and Wednesday. I got to set this yearly, seasonally against the average total. So if the average total went up from, let's say, 43 to 44, how would you see that affecting these numbers? Like, how would these numbers move in concert with the average total? Probably should prorate to the total. Pro rate. What does that mean? So if I've I mean, got if, if my average total this year is a f- forty-two, let's forty-two, say. and uh-huh. and normally it's a forty. Let's let's, let's say, say the forty-three highest, last year. Forty-three. So that's which uh, it was higher last. That's year. like t- so two and a half percent higher. So I'd have to bump everything by so, two and a half. So by t- by the percentage. I think so. Okay. So there would be a bigger effect on the bigger number. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set the, this year's in the total. Set that. Mm-hmm. Then peg it every other year what the number would have been and tell you how many go over and how many oh, how cool. many times the best each week go over or under. Sure. Now obviously if you or have a few total. really large spreads, that's going to make it a little more likely that you're going to get someone you know to. To, to win by more than 25 and a half. If all the games are pick them. Do they adjust by, for that? No. Okay, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So you're saying if they don't adjust for that, which you're saying they don't, that even if you don't play this every week, it might be especially good only in those weeks. That's right. So you know what I'll do is I'll also log the highest total of each week. Sure. All right. Mackenzie, I bet you couldn't do this, could you? Not without the systems that we've set up. No, no. I don't. I mean, you couldn't do this over like 20 years. No. You'd have to do it by hand. It'd take a minute. I'm teaching you, though. So He's getting good it. at this stuff. So one thing about this game, Arizona statistically should have hung in better than they did. Kingsbury fired. But there was one weird play. There was like an 80-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Green. Literally, if they throw that ball 100 times, he never scores. And he scored. It's just a miracle of all miracles. They added 80 yards. Maybe he should have caught it for 40. He never should have scored. Ari- oh, God. So, so, so Arizona's offense, which was not good, was actually anemic if you took out that one fluke play. Well, here's what's amazing. Arizona lost 18 points because of turnovers. 
So literally, Makes sense. Oh, oh, and four, yeah. It literally, the rest of the game was, you know, San Fran at the line of scrimmage, a five point win. San yeah. Fran, though, is the type of team with very good players, very athletic. They tend to do well in the other aspects of the game, too. Sure. I, we'll talk about this on Wednesday. I've never seen a third-string quarterback play. And this was the third-string quarterback. There wasn't even a debate. It, he wasn't throws, – Throws two touchdown passes every game. I literally, the over-under is typically one and a half. Josh Allen has one and a half. Purdy throws two every game. I mean, Purdy, if you look at his uh, PFF grade – is 76.6. So that would put him one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 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 about 10th, uh, let's say 12th, uh, maybe 15th, 15th of all the quarterbacks. Okay. And if you look at his QBR, 65.6. Be fifth. Fifth. Pre production, McKenzie and I were talking about, like, my theory was if Trey Lance hadn't got injured, we'd be talking about, oh, see, he really is good. No, he's not good. It's because the team, like, like if Trey but Lance, I don't had think been, that's true. But if Trey Lance had been good, but not nearly as good as Purdy, yeah, you know what I'm saying is obviously anybody, any capable quarterback. But Jimmy, was gonna... G, but Jimmy G didn't get that credit. Yeah. everyone's been mad at Jimmy G. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, Trey Lance is his his best game isn't within shouting. I mean, is Purdy's worst game better than the best game from Trey Lance I, so far? I believe so. Yes. I mean, and again, that doesn't mean hey, he's yeah. young. He's young. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, so right now, if you had to say we're drafting for the Super Bowl, no odds matter. It's just you've got a snake draft, how good the teams are. Where's San Fran go? Neutral site? The Every Super game? Bowl. No, 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 the way things are now. Okay, so, uh, well, so Kansas— Was it the second seed? Well, Kansas City's got the easiest path, so— oh, Well, so, man, so, that's actually not obvious, is it? Because they, they're in the AFC. Um, so I, give us an answer. Kansas City 1, Buffalo 2, San Fran 3. So you would take San Fran over Philadelphia? Yes, even though they're on the road. What's the line in that game right now if they played? Philly minus one. But you would like San Fran? I would. Ooh, this is exciting. Next game, Denver, Chargers. What the hell? What are the Chargers doing? What are they doing? This Staley is like, he's ass backwards, whatever he does. you're going to have to explain this one to me. So his whole team's getting banged up. It's a tough, physical, hard-hitting division game. Nope. He even left Keenan Allen out there in the fourth quarter. You know what this proves to me? At some point, he had to realize, wait, this was a mistake, but he's so attuned to perception. Pot committed. Yeah, that, that it was like, if I if I pull out now, it would look like I was wrong. Yeah. And and who knows what damage was done because of that? So now Bosa's banged up, and the wide receiver, Williams, probably is going to play and won't be close to 100%. I'm going to bet Williams under for a prop bet because he did look like he could dude couldn't walk. And he's walk. the one real playmaker stretches, outside stretches the Stretches the defense, exactly. So um, as far as the game itself, um well, yeah. let me say this. I think one of the sweetest bets of the year was our Cincy. Cincy parlayed to Denver. Denver. That was nice. Yes. I mean, and, it, and the funny thing is I don't think we would have done it if we knew the Chargers were going to do what they were going to do. Oh, no, of course not. And, and the sweetest thing was we got to it before you know, Denver inflated up, and we uh, Denver closed minus six, and we were laid minus 130. So, Fez. That was a good one. That was a good one, for no doubt. Um if we look at turnovers, Chargers lost 13 points. Denver lost five. Denver did much better at the line of scrimmage. Remember, the Chargers' line of scrimmage is below average. Mm-hmm. They're the, the only team that anyone thinks has a chance to win the Super Bowl that is below average. I don't understand their that. Their defense, they had a lot of guys hurt, and their defense was trending upwards, but not in this game. The defense was lousy. 
Well, the guys are still hurt. Oh, I guess, I mean. Yeah, both. I mean, you're right. They're still injured. Yeah. All right. Next game, we got Tampa, Atlanta. Well, you know, one last thing on that guy. I just don't want to give short shrift. Is if we look at, um, I just want to do fourth quarter. Uh, fourth quarter, 85% Denver. We had Denver winning by nine. Other people had it less. They had Denver winning by like three or so. So the final was Denver by three. Okay. Stats were really strong for Denver, though. Okay, next game, Atlanta-Tampa Bay. Didn't do much with the Tampa Bay won the first quarter. Then they emptied the bench, and against the backups, Atlanta dominated. So wouldn't we say this, when the market thinks a team's not going to play, maybe Chargers were the only exception. That in general, they're right. Giants. But Giants didn't play anyone. They Mark, played what? Well. Market said they're not going to play. But I think you bring up a good point. No, I'm talking. No, oh. Yeah, I'm not talking about how we. Who can predict how well second, yeah. third string is? But I'm saying, who's going to play with what intensity? They were right every game except the Chargers. That's right. I think in a competitively priced game, I think this information is much more valuable. If it's a double-digit spread, I don't think it's nearly as valuable. Like a, a, a mispriced game, like the Eagles versus a, a, a Charger-Denver game, where we don't know who the hell should be favored. I think that that information is everything. Because what you're saying is, if I can interpret it, what you're saying is because you can cover a spread at plus twelve in a lot of different ways, even get outplayed. But if you're lane three, it's hard to win if, if you don't have your starters in. That there's going to be a lot of games that fall between seven and 10 and 12, even though the other team didn't play their starters. It's not just going to be a run out. Exactly. So Atlanta, I know they won by 13 against Tampa, but there's certainly scenarios where, um, let's, let's just put it this way you wouldn't want to have been laying 10 with Atlanta. You definitely wanted to be laying three or four. Projection models all had Atlanta by between four and five points. Mm hmm. Okay, next up, Dallas, Washington. Windshare, Washington, 99%. And in my beautiful, hey, isn't this easy, I had Washington in the Super Contest. Washington just kicked their ass. This, is, this, is, this was a surprise. This, because here's a team that did play hard, Dallas, and, and is open to criticism when they should have looked up, oh, Philly's up double digits, let's pull everyone. They didn't. They played all their starters, they tried hard, and they got their ass kicked. And literally the projection said – between seven and a half and ten points. So I mean, this was not a close game. They won by twenty. Huh? What game did I lose? I know I was four and one, but I forget what. Oh no, Mackenzie, the Colts. You, the Colts. <sighs> Jesus, you know I went five and zero. Oh, we went five Six and zero oh last two percent fourth and 20. Yeah. yeah. Last week or last season we went five and zero oh on yeah. the last. Oh my God, I'm. The, can I promote myself as the master of master the of the week? of the last week? I have a good feel for these. Uh huh. I think the year before you were four and one, so that's what. Damn, fast. It's like Madison. I'm the master. I'm the master of the short stack. Just could be harder to get all the chips. <laughs> no, no. What's funny is when we were tied for the super contest lead with two weeks ago, we went one and one and nine to end it. Well, we really we went, went we, we went really, contrary. We really went five and zero oh in the last week, by, but we went opposite. Yeah, yeah. That, that's but, interesting. But we actually. had balls. But that, winner take all. No, you Come make on. a good point there. Actually, yeah. all right. Uh, Carolina, New Orleans. This is a phony final. So Carolina wins by three. New Orleans should have won by three. New okay. Orleans was the better team. They should have won by three to five. Um, I didn't, frankly, I didn't go into all the details why because it was a two non-playoff teams. So um, the fourth quarter win share had uh, actually fifty-three uh, percent chance Saints to win. So that's one of only two games the wrong team won. We had the Saints in just the stats winning by twelve. All the other projections had them winning by between two and eight. 
So, I mean, clean win, or would have been, should have been a win by Saints. It wasn't. Carolina goes over the win total, right? And the Saints, I played over seven and a half yeah. early. They finish on seven. Boy, I tell you, you play this season a hundred times, they go over 65, 70, that, I think. That was very disappointing. But you would have went up one more place in this contest, or who knows where you would have went in the contest. In the contest, it was eight and a half, so it wouldn't have mattered. Oh, okay. Yep. Are a lot of those lines stale? I believe it was eight and a half. Oh, oh, so you're getting such good numbers. Yeah, I, 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 I bet this in May, yeah. No doubt. Okay, two, three more games left. New England, Buffalo. After that kickoff return touchdown, I mean, I would make the case New England's offense looked better than it has most of the year. Which one? There are two kickoff return touchdowns. Oh, that's a good point. That's so, a good so, point. so let's see. Wait, they won by 12, subtract 14 mm. points. Or I think they missed an extra point. So that's 13 points. And that, then suddenly, I don't know who should have won. It was a pretty evenly played game. So phony final. Concerning, I downgraded Buffalo despite covering and winning by 12. So this is, this is the highest field position number we've seen. 17.3 points for Buffalo just on their field position. Wow. Yeah, New England actually outplayed them on the you know, actually Buffalo still outplayed them on the offensive line. Um, that's why I'm okay with or, Buffalo. Or I'm, winning I'm sorry, line of scrimmage. I'm by sorry. winning by a few points, yeah. but but not by this margin, no. So New England had eighteen points of turnovers? Yeah. So they gave up two kickoff return touchdowns and eighteen points of turnovers. That's not a Belichick team. I tell you this. You think of these games that goofy reverse or reverse pass, you know that whatever the the uh, the Raiders, <laughs> yeah, the Raiders. Right? it's whatever. And then there's been multiple. I mean, against the Jets, Stevenson fumbling on the five yeah. going in. They fumbled against Miami a bunch the first time. Yeah, that's right. All right, next game, Cincy Baltimore. It was a preview. Mark, what did the line close at? Fast eleven. Went up, up, up. Landed eleven. Landed eleven. Early betters did fine. Line of scrimmage, both were bad. Both were minus numbers. Baltimore lost 17 points because of turnovers. Yeah, real bad performance by Cincinnati. Um, Baltimore moved the ball with their third-string quarterback, and Cincy didn't do much on offense, and they were very fortunate to win by 11. They would have been fortunate to win by 7. This um, this game, I'm not sure Baltimore shouldn't have won on the stats. So, But uh, does that cause you any cons- or any doubts? Because my point would be, savvy coach, at least on the defensive side for Cincy, they're, what are they going to show? If anything, they're going to show. I mean, mm-hmm. once they get the lead. And they did, have, they did have the lead. So they, they, the game was never in question. Cincy was up, I believe, 24 to 7 at halftime, and they just coasted in the second 99 half. To one, 99% to 1, fourth yeah, quarter win yeah, share. Yeah, that's fine. So, but but I guess my point is, does it cause you to even downgrade Cincy at all? Half a point. They win by eleven, and you downgrade them a half a point. They get out game by more than a hundred yards. I actually think that's a mistake, just because who's to say who was playing with what intention? Yeah, and and they it's true. It's it, it, they pushed the number, and they knew they were, they could be playing each other the next week. Yeah, I mean that was likely, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Yes, yeah, so. Uh, I guess San- very likely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, so unless since he lost, yeah. And if we look at it, since he by the um, stat, that's interesting. We got the stats since he went in by thirteen, and you're saying I don't they- see how. Yeah, that's okay. interesting. Yeah, so it, it, look at the difference between garbage time and the rest. Oh, we have the Ravens oh, winning. In oh, that's because they're up seventeen and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 So that's interesting. There's a tw- that's a good catch, McKay. There's a twenty. Uh, Baltimore scored fifteen points in garbage time, and since he lost six. 
by EPA and the different yeah, that's thing. that's what it was. So it was twenty seven. I actually like your numbers better. It's, it, I, I'm going to re- recant that this was a close game. Yes, let's yeah. not let the Bengals. They're going to have trouble when they lose in the playoffs. Now, Cincy, you take San Fran before Cincy. Yes. Wow. The path, the path is a disaster. The Bengals got screwed. They so, got to go to Buffalo, and now they got to go to Kansas City. But Buffalo's got to. T- well, I guess for Buff, no, it wouldn't be if Cincy. Is there, doesn't it go in a neutral? No. Well, that's unfair. It's bullshit. Exactly. Well, the the league's like. But hold on. It's that player's health. (laughs) Don't complain, Faz. player. The player. Yeah, the player. (laughs) No, but that's what they do on the uh, pro football forecast about. um, uh, What's the dude's name from uh, the Chargers always gets hurt? The the D-back? Derwin James? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they don't say his name. They call him the player because they think if you mention his name, he gets hurt. Which <laughs> I think safety. he yeah. doesn't really have a position. He kind of does. Well, can, they had him do more coverage, like yeah. yeah, this year. I I can know that, but forget their yes. names. I I only got so much space up here. You know, one thing like listening to the local announcers makes you appreciate who the best players are uh-huh. because I was listening to a Charger game. Yeah, and like literally before the snap, they're like, and James is is sneaking up there, literally like like profiling what he's doing on every play, what? and like like he comes out it's like, oh, got no chance to stop him on this third down. Uh, uh, when the Steelers, uh, you know, with Troy at safety. They, it was like that. You were just mm-hmm. watching where he was because he was all. Do you ever see the play where he actually jumped the snap and was in the air when they snapped the ball and he went came over and tackled the quarterback and it was a good play. It just was, like Jefferson and Fast Times at Richmond. It was High. just like that. I swear to God that happened. It was yes. crazy. All right, I. But this line rushed by Talamola. <laughs> I avoid that last name. Chicago, Minnesota. Ah, mini by 16. Chicago gets the number one pick. <laughs> Chicago is a no in a, re- show. in a related matter, number one pick. We don't have to talk too much. Does this give you any good thoughts for Minnesota? Oh, I, I mean, I, 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 yes, yes. They played a very good game. They're, I, I say they're a soft dome team on the road in the elements, and they kicked ass. So it. It's a free roll. If Chicago was really trying, Minnesota had played a great game. If Chicago uh, wasn't, uh, then all it's right. a non-entity. All right. Can't we'll, hurt them. We'll be back with our special playoff pick pod. That goes up Thursday morning. We tape it Wednesday. Have a full roundtable. A.J. Hoffman, by the way, Ooh, he, he kills He kills the championship game. Goes 4-0 in the NFL playoffs. College championship or, uh, game, yes. Yeah, the championship. Yeah. Well, what championship game could it be? Good point. Yeah. I think. I think when the Browns beat the <laughs> Detroit right, Lions right, back right. in fifty, right. Jim Brown. No, his five stars this year on the pod for free, thirteen and five. His four stars, thirteen and five. He slipped on his threes, eleven and six, thirty-seven and sixteen. That's almost seventy percent. Is that you, about five hundred? That is. You get all. You get all <laughs> of them for free, and he's like the third best picker, but not statistically. But let's be honest. Talk to you then.